Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Listeners should refer to the disclaimer in the episode notes and at the end of this podcast. The very act of writing something down will strengthen your thinking and highlight areas of weakness more than anything else. G'day and welcome to the Equity Investor Journey, brought to you by the Australian Shareholders Association. I'm Phil Muscatello, and my guest today is Andrew Page. G'day, Andrew. Hi, Phil. Andrew is the founder and managing director of Strawman.com, an online investors club that shares independent company research and recommendations in a vibrant online community. 11,000 members share their ideas and performance within a robust peer review process. Andrew's worked in financial markets for over 20 years with experience as an equity investor and as a market commentator. You might recognise Andrew from his appearances on AusBiz TV. And it's especially you're always on with um, Elio D'Amato, aren't you? That's with Spotty. Oh, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, AusBiz is with uh, David Koch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So you're you're in, in lots of media. <laughs> you're almost overexposed. I'm, I'm there for the opening of an envelope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you started off at Comsec, and you didn't have any financial qualifications when you started at Comsec, and uh, that started the journey for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a very it was a, an accident, um, really. So this was back when uh, online broking was just new. Um, There was actually an ad in the newspaper that said, do you want to be a stockbroker? Call Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just completed a degree in science of all things and needed some money. So I thought this this sounded interesting. I'd seen Wall Street, the movie, and thought, Mm -hmm. I like money. (laughs) Um, uh, It was very different from that. But yeah, long story short, this was a a recruitment agency and and they were hiring hand over fist anyone who could fog a mirror, essentially. And um, Comsec, as we all know, has done very well. I'm still the leading player out there. And as it grew, I was—I just sort of got sucked along with it and, and found myself very unintentionally in this sector. And so this is where you learnt a lot of your, your, your skills that you've brought to research? I, you know, I definitely learnt heaps, um, but that, that process has never stopped, mm-hmm. you know, frankly. I, I think one of the interesting things was I, I learned a lot of stuff that... Um, what not to do <laughs> as well. There's uh, particularly coming from a, a scientific background where, mm. you know, it's very evidence uh, based. It didn't, it seemed to be really lacking that in the share market. There's, there's a umpteen different approaches and there's a lot of ideology and stuff around that. And some of it resonated, some of it didn't, but it was always, <clears throat> the, the share market is a thing with thousands of different companies operating over decades in various places. You'll find evidence for anything if you look at it. 
perhaps not on a statistically significant basis, but but it does make it does make a lot of sort of approaches seem more credible than perhaps they otherwise would be if you were to scrutinise them. And these kind of approaches, you obviously took your scientific bent and then uh, took them to straw man and um, the way straw man operates. Well, as a as an investor personally, it's, it's been a process that has very much evolved. A lot of trial and error, a lot of figuring out what not to do. Um, the hard way. Hmm. I'd also worked for a high net worth private investment club where a lot of um, passionate investors would get together, discuss ideas, share, you know, leverage off each other's insights and experience, and then go off and, and make their own decisions. It was really great, but I just, I felt as though these days that could be done uh, on the internet <laughs> with a lot, uh, a lot more advantage. When, when was that? What sort of, uh... Uh, it was called team invest. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is probably about, six seven years ago now mm-hmm. they're still around but with with straw man i i didn't i wanted to be agnostic on it i didn't want to say hey this is how we invest mm-hmm. but i did want to bring accountability and credibility to the process so we're a broad church at straw man you can create an account you've got a hundred thousand dollars in play money that you can build a sample portfolio on um that's with real world market prices but also we encourage our members to sort of produce um uh, company reports, valuations, and these little discrete research notes that we call straws. So to give other people a bit of insight into, you know, why is Phil recommending this company? Why is he buying that? Um, and really just to democratize that process, but allow results and peer review to drive that credibility. So you can you can say whatever you want. You can be a day trader, momentum trader, you, whatever, uh, the chartist, <laughs> you name it, you, you can do it. And the results, I think, will speak for themselves. So we wanted somewhere where you can go. It's really just an investment club. And you can see who's on there, how they've performed, what recommendations they have, what's the basis for those recommendations. And like any any uh, collaboration and group of people, you, you'll work out those that resonate with you and that, that those that align with your approach. And, and hopefully the results speak for themselves. There's so much noise out there, Phil. There's, mm, you know, on social yeah. media in particular, is, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a thousand people claiming to be the next Warren Buffett and, you know, doing victory laps on things that have gone up a lot lately. And, you know, there's no one sort of saying, hey, here's the mistakes I've made. Here's where I've gone wrong. Or, and there's no way to sort of, sort of test the credibility of those people. I mean, is it true? Did you really do that? You said you bought it at this price. And what evidence is there of that? So that was really the whole idea of it. So people, people can do it whatever they want. And it's about research. It's about people sharing their research yes. and testing it and for other members to critique it. Not, not, not necessarily in an, in an aggressive manner, but um, for people to share their research and make sure that people aren't missing something. That's why it's called straw man. Yeah. We, 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 we want... The best way to improve any idea is to challenge it. Um, that's, that's a very scientific way of thinking. Yes, it's good. It's good to, to put your thoughts out there so other people can sort of critique it. But as I always say, it's the, the most advantage is for yourself. The very act of writing something down um, will strengthen your thinking and highlight areas of weakness more than anything else. So too often if and we've all had this conversation with friends at barbecues or shareholder meetings and this kind of stuff. And, you know, I like X, Y, and Z. And, oh, why is that? Oh, because of this. And there's, there's, a, there's a nebula of sort of loose ideas out there and, and, and maybe really well-founded. But, but putting that into a succinct investment thesis that we, we call it 
will really just help you. That, that, that articulation will really crystallize your thinking. It'll, it'll become evident to you where, what areas of weakness that, that there are. And even more importantly, it will hold you to account. And everyone is in this situation. I know you are, I am, everyone is where you'll buy a company for a certain reason. And then the world changes as it always does. And the future unfolds in unpredictable ways. And we rationalize ourselves into continuing to hold things that perhaps otherwise, you know, we wouldn't. So this having, having sort of put something out there in public in writing helps hold yourself to account and helps you realize when your investment thesis has been broken. And when that has been the case, it's time to get out regardless. Maybe you need to reformulate it or whatever, but we don't, we don't want to be continually morphing our opinion to preserve our ego, which, which is all too common in the market. So yes, it's great to, it's, it's, it's wonderful to sort of see what people are recommending and why, and to sort of have, have to vote on, on your, um, on whether or not you agree with that, but do it for yourself. I mean, even forget, forget straw man, even if you're just at, at home investing, get a, get an A4 pad. It doesn't have to be a 200 page thesis. It really a couple pages will do. What does the business do? What, what do I understand about it? Why do I think earnings are going to grow in the way that they're going to? How do I ascribe value to something like this? Um, you won't, you won't know all of the answers. You can't know all of the answers, but, but, but that process alone will uh, going through that. You will come out of a much more informed investor and as a much more informed investor, you'll have much higher levels of conviction. And when you have much higher levels of conviction, you're far less likely to do stupid things. So when share prices fall, as they always do, um, sometimes for very good reasons, often for not very good reasons, you'll know what you should do if you've put in the work and you've done the time. Is this something that is, is the shares gone down for something that is because there's something fundamentally broken, structurally wrong with the company? Or is this a short-term thing that really doesn't impact the long-term valuation of this it's it's all about doing that kind of stuff and you personally you approach the market every day like a blank slate don't you yes it's, I do. Yeah. You, you try not to have what's gone on in the past affect how you think of your portfolio right now at this point in time i think it's one of the biggest it took it was a real epiphany when it when it occurred to me and certainly wasn't my original idea but um too often people make decisions based on where they sit in terms of a profit and loss. So I'll, I'll speak to a lot of people who say, look, I really don't like Telstra. Well, maybe Telstra is not a great example. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't like uh, CBA anymore, but I bought it 20 years ago at $4. So it doesn't matter for me. You know, it can go down. I'm still okay. And it's, it's silly thinking. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that you bought Afterpay yesterday at, what's Afterpay at now? 80 bucks? You bought Afterpay at $80 yesterday. Let's say I bought it at $8 a few months ago. Um, but today, if we're both holding 10 grand worth of Afterpay, we are in the exact same position. The market doesn't know what you paid. It doesn't care what you paid, even if it did know. All that matters, you, you can't influence the past to make, the, to make a statement of the blindingly obvious. All you can do is position yourself for the future. So profit or loss, it doesn't matter. If you have to... You have to, I wouldn't say each day, each day is too much. You, 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 can, you can fiddle so much that you're, you're very counterproductive. But on a regular basis, you need to imagine that your portfolio has just been converted into cash by your brokers made a, a systems error and they've sold all of your shares. And you need to ask yourself, would I buy back my shares, the same shares in the same proportions? And if the answer is no, 
then that's probably a good indication of, of you needing to do something. It's called anchoring um, in, in terms of behavioral finance, behavioral economics. It's, 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 it's making decisions based on an anchor point that has no relevance on the future. All that matters is, is the only thing that we can position ourselves for is the future, and that's what we've always got to do. Your investing plan started with selling your house. <laughs> to, um, so you're not a big fan of uh, property at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, my friends would say no, and I've, I've for years sort of railed at the property market in Australia. Look, I think property is a wonderful asset class. Bonds are excellent. Cash is excellent. They've all got their uses. But my view on, on property in Australia, and particularly Sydney, Melbourne, places like that, is that... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Then prices have been very well elevated beyond anything that's sort of fundamentally justifiable. Yeah, but you've got this conviction that um, you're going to do better with your investing by having the money in the share market as opposed to in a house to live in. Yeah, it's it's um, it's an age-old debate. What, what, it is. Is it yeah. better to, to own or, or, or to rent? And you're not sort of at a level of wealth. A lot of people aren't at a level of wealth where they can have both. Yes, and, I'm um, not, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, there, well, there's an opportunity cost in everything. Mm. Um, you know, if I, if I decide to put all my money into a property, then great. But then obviously I've got none left over to invest elsewhere. So it's really a question of where can I get the best return, risk-adjusted return. Mm-hmm. The best return is on the, the lottery. <laughs> on a risk-adjusted basis, it's probably a very poor return. But where's, where's the best risk-adjusted return I can get for my money? And it occurred to me that if... if And this isn't me just saying that one is better than the other. There's, there's data from everywhere, from different... Um, different markets that the equities tend to perform over the long term much better than any other asset class. And they should, they're riskier. Risk, risk equals return is the old saying. And, and there is a, the, you get a compensation for that risk. So it occurred to me that, well, if I can get, and I was maybe a bit arrogant, but I thought if I can get 10% or so a year, uh, and that is the long-term average, roughly speaking, if dividends reinvested for, for the Australian equity market, why not do that? Why do that on you know 10% of my wealth? And get five, six, seven percent in property when I could, I could get ten percent on, on a much bigger proportion of my wealth. Mm. To be honest with you, Phil, I regret the decision. <laughs> so, in terms of percentage returns, 
we've, we've done really well. I don't, I don't regret that at all. But as I've mentioned elsewhere, what I didn't factor into my calculations was the lack of security you get with renting. And we've, we've had five houses in seven years because we keep getting kicked out. <laughs> um, we're not doing anything wrong, but, you know, the landlord wants to renovate or move in themselves and that. So, you know, you can't hang up pictures on the wall and you can't do things. So, so from a security standpoint, it, it was something I didn't factor in. But from a return standpoint, it's worked out really well. Okay, let's have a look at the community and what are some of the success stories that have come out of the community? Yeah, well, Strawman actually started in a very early, what we call alpha version in late 2017. So me and a, and a few friends were just testing the system, but it was publicly accessible. Um, and then we really opened that up in the, around mid-2018. And what Strawman does is that we not only track the performance of all of our individual members, but we aggregate all of the the most popular stocks into what we call the straw man index and again we don't we don't make any judgment on that it's not a recommendation it's not a recommendation but look if point terror is one at the moment that's number one ranked that's just the most widely held stock you know that's in the index and we we put in 15 to 20 stocks there i won't go into specifics of how we we do it it's all on the website but that's returned 42 percent per annum since november 2017 versus 3.8 for the market, which we're really, really happy with. And what, what does Pointera do? Um, let me come back to Pointera because okay. I, 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 I'm going to. I've got to make this point because I'm so proud of it. We, the, over the last twelve months from from today, uh, we've done twenty five percent versus a negative eight percent for the market. For the last six months, we're up eighty one percent versus eight percent for the market. So it's gone incredibly, incredibly well. We actually wrote a note to to clients just last week saying don't expect that to continue to that extent. It can't. Um, there will be periods of underperformance as well as periods of over. We, we expect that it will, it will outperform a longer term, but you know, it, it, it's, it's not going to always outperform in, in, in all circumstances, but we're really happy with it. So yes, it, 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 the community is a very strong one. Yeah. So point terror is, is really fascinating. Um, I've tried to understand what they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk. I, I feel, I feel very, um, like a bit of a speculator talking about these kinds of companies because companies like Point Terra, Brainchip, uh, after Afterpay, um, to some extent, Zip, we've we've had this phenomenon since the the market nadir in March from the COVID sell-off, where some of the market has just fallen in love with some of these companies and they have gone stratospheric. You know, Point Terra is up twelve fold or so in 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 that time. Um, so I want to make it very clear that, in fact, if you look at my straw man portfolio, I've been selling down on, on Point Terra. I, I think it's a wonderful business, but no business is worth an infinite amount. And when you've got something trading on, God knows, what is it, 60, 70 times annualized recurring revenue, it is Tesla kind of valuations. And and uh, we can argue as, as to at what point it doesn't become sensible. And I don't want to talk too much about Point Terra specifically, but just as a general yeah. rule, you know, um, it's not worth $20 trillion, you know, but it's more than a dollar. Mm. Somewhere between those points, is a, there's, a, there's a price that makes sense that will give, give you a good return, which is why we're so focused on, 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 on asking people to put valuations out there. Forget about the market. Yeah. What would you what would you pay for this bit? If you were a, a, a trillionaire that could buy this thing outright, you know, uh, and it wasn't listed on the stock exchange, so you didn't have any signal there, then what would you pay for it? 
and that's a very valuable exercise. But back to Pointera. <laughs> after after all of that is out of the way, so I just I think it's, I always get a bit nervous because people see things that have ranked highly and have done well, and then they pile in, thinking that trees go to the sky. And it's, the thing is with Pointera, PushPay, and a lot of our real success stories, Advanced Nanotech did really well for us for a while there as well. Um, is that our members were on that early before it was sexy. Um, in fact, Pointera is a good example. The, the business outlook hasn't changed that much. They've they've hit cash flow positive. Um, they've had a big cornerstone investor come in. Um, they're doing well. The, the 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 story is is proceeding. But you 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 could have made a lot of a very strong case a year ago. Um, and so I, I what I'm most proud of is that we had members identify this early, and and also with these companies too. They're, they're very extraordinary extraordinarily volatile. You know, I was down thirty percent on this thing at one stage, and you know then up and then down and up and down and. It, it takes a while for these things to, to be realized. And so I'm, I'm really proud that we got on it early. And, and not only that, but people managed to hold for the duration to get the most benefit in, in that upside. Um, it wasn't pure momentum play. We all piled in because it's going up and it's being discussed in a lot of Facebook groups. And, and I know this is a very long run up, Phil, I know. But it's, it's really important. What a lot of people do is they, they'll see a sexy stock. It'll have a lot of terms that might be attached to it ai is very sexy at the moment or sas or you know cyber security cyber security you know lithium was in was in there for you know then it was pot stocks at one stage and you know there's a lot of hype that's around them and in areas that we know are sexy and exciting and possibly have very interesting futures um but we don't really understand it but we know the share price is going up and we have huge fomo fear of missing out and people pile into them. And, and, and that, is, that is definitely a mistake. So what I always try to encourage people to do is just well, understand the business. You, you should be able to have a reasonably intelligent conversation with the CEO. <laughs> uh, and and uh, that sounds like it might take a bit of work, but unfortunately it does. There's, there's no sh- shortcuts to, to investing well. But if you read the annual reports and you read the ASX announcements and you go to their website and small companies like this, you can actually bring them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask someone a question. <laughs> I do all the time. Um, and they're, 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 they're really accommodating. You'll see a lot of companies that have these big blue sky. Oh, there's the, the global market is $20 trillion. And if we can just get 1% of the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what, a lot of companies like that. But what was interesting about them and other success stories is that there was actual commercial traction there. They might not have been uh, profitable or yet making cash flow positive, but they had developed the software or largely and they had sold it and that sales traction was very very strong and these are businesses that are highly scalable the great thing about technology companies is that another 10 million people could join facebook book tomorrow there's no increase in cost the incremental cost is zero for them so they scale amazingly well so um, a lot of our members sort of noticed all of this and felt that you know three four cents where it was a year ago undervalued that Yes, a lot of risks in, in all of that. They might have needed to raise capital and the rest of it. But risk reward, it looked attractive and, and it's done very well for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's the short version, Fantastic. believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the key, the key point here is, and it's not, it's not to sort of spruik this company or spruik it, but it is, it is if you want the big returns on the market, you have to do the homework. You have to sit, be able to sit through the, the, the volatility. You need, you need conviction. You need to have understanding. You need to have thought about what price is sensible. And it's it's the people who put in all the work and uh, who remain on top of it and, and and have a high degree of emotional fortitude that reap the rewards, mm. not the people who pile in at the end, you know, because it's gone up three hundred percent. They think it can go up more, <laughs> just like the members of Strawman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
How can people get in touch with Strawman? Oh, strawman.com. Just go to the website. It's free to join. Um, jump on. Um, explore that you, you'll see it's, it's very easily laid out so it's very much for people who want to do their own research I mean we hear, hear that term do your own research and this facilitates that research doesn't it it, it? it does we, we operate we, we observe the same kind of things that most social networks do it's called the 199 rule um, something like that so for every 100 people on there you have one person who's an active contributor and 99 are very voyeuristic so they're sort of there to check out what other people are saying lurking so we, lurkers yeah the lurkers <laughs> So it depends. I mean, if you're looking for some inspiration on some new ideas, um, yeah, go check it out. But I'd very much encourage you to actually put some trades in. It's all play money. You can't lose anything, right? But it signals to others what, what you like and put some notes around that. Again, not for other people, for yourself. Strawman at its best is an investment diary. It's an online public public investment diary. So it's it's, it's asking you to, to put all of this stuff together. Um, as I said, to hold yourself to account to get feedback from other experienced investors um, and just to bring discipline to you. So I, I would encourage people to do that. But look, if you just want to have a look around and see what other people look, look for the better performing members, um, looking for the more popular companies, it's, it's free. Can't go wrong. Fantastic. Andrew Page, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Please remember these podcasts are produced to provide information and education and they're not designed to provide financial advice nor are they recommendations to buy shares in the companies featured. The Australian Shareholders Association does not endorse or favour any specific commercial product or company. Please obtain independent professional advice before investing. We value your feedback and questions. Please contact us at share at asa.asn.au if you have any suggestions for guests or specific questions you'd like answered. 